You're listening to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. I'm your host, Ebony May, personal trainer and soon-to-be nutritionist. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This episode is super close to my heart. It's with my friend Katarina DiNapoli. She's offered to share her journey with mental illness, and I'm honoured to provide a platform for such an important topic. If mental health, however, is a trigger for you, please reconsider whether you should listen to this podcast. I want to start by prefacing that neither Kat or I are professionals, and the contents of this episode are purely for entertainment purposes only. Katty hopes that her story will help others not feel so alone. This episode contains discussions surrounding themes such as suicide, sexual abuse, mental illness, bullying, drugs, alcohol, and violence. This episode or this podcast is not designed to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any condition and is for informational purposes only. Please seek advice from your medical professional. This is Caddy's story. I grew up in Wangaratta. Dad's Italian and my mum was Aboriginal. I have six siblings. I have two brothers and four sisters. I'm pretty close with my sister my older sister, but like the rest of us, we, we don't really talk too much. Like I talk to my brother a lot, but not a very close family. Having only met Kat when she was 16, I wondered what she was like growing up and whether mental illness was always there. Well, growing up, I was like a very happy kid. I was like super bubbly, super out there. I'm still like the same, but I was very, very, like, happy, but I always felt, like, suicidal and, you know, I had a very, like, rough childhood, you know, I was brought up around drugs, alcohol, like, violence, like, so much abuse, like, it was very normal to me, but, so I thought, you know, um, these suicidal feelings are normal and, like, my mum and my dad and even, like, boyfriends that my mum would have were very suicidal and they would always talk about um, like not wanting to be alive or wanting to hurt themselves and stuff. I thought that was like a normal thing and I was like, oh, I feel this way too. And then I would like go to friends' houses and stuff growing up and see that their family dynamic was so different and, you know, they were very happy, like, you know, their parents wouldn't swear, wouldn't like hit them or anything and I was like, oh, wow, this is so weird, like they're weird, like crazy family like I just thought it was bizarre and not normal. It took a tragic event for Caddy to ultimately realise that not only did her friends have such different lives at home but that mental illness and depression also set her apart. And then maybe getting into my high school years my mum passed away she overdosed and she was like very mentally ill and that was when I realised that I had depression Yeah, like, I realised I was different. Like, I think I realised that I had depression and stuff because I was always sad and, you know, the other girls in my year level weren't ever like that. They'd get sad about certain events, but it wouldn't, like, the sadness wouldn't stick around. And I think I realised that I was depressed because I was always sad. I would cry at school, like, all the time. And it wasn't just because my mum passed away. I just... I just didn't really want to be alive. 
I wondered whether Caddy felt like she could reach out, reach out for help or advice now that she knew that she had depression. Like people would always reach out to me and you know offer help and say like oh, I'm here if you need to talk and stuff. Um, I never really accepted anyone's help because I felt like no one really cared or no one really understood but I would just like post about it and post you know sad statuses and stuff but I wouldn't really accept help and I would go to like the wellbeing centre and stuff but it was more so that I could just leave class. Um, I realised then that I had depression but it was very like I think it's a lot it's looked on looked at a lot better now but back then it was very very stigmatized with the stigma of mental illness inhibiting Caddy from seeking professional help she resorted to seeking help in her own way a way that she felt comfortable when I was like dealing with it like dealing with my depression I would post on social media you know just sad faces or like I don't want to be here anymore or just like sad, pretty raw statuses. Um, it was a way for me to reach out for help. Like I'd, I'd want people to inbox me because I wanted someone to talk to because like I didn't have any support at home. Sadly, Caddy's desperate attempt at reaching out was met with controversy and hate instead of connection and love. People would you know, laugh about it or say, you know, don't post this stuff like you're an attention seeker. I would get a lot of, like, hate for it. Um, And I think that's obviously the stigma as well, like people not recognising mental health as a normal thing. It made me feel a lot worse. Um, I felt like I wasn't normal. I felt crazy because... I'd compare myself to the happy kids and everyone else at school and I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so weird. Like, there's something wrong with me. People are laughing at me. And then like the kids at school who didn't have that problem, they would ignore me. The stigma attached to mental illness was so intense that Caddy has only just recently resorted to professional help and it took her hitting rock bottom. I had multiple suicide attempts before I saw someone. I didn't start seeing someone until like last year. I was raped and I had a suicide attempt and I realised that this was like not right. I saw the way it affected my family and I decided that I needed to get better. So then I saw a psychotherapist and that was really good. Like she really helped me. accept what was happening and like realize like help me realize that it was normal to go through this stuff my depression made me not care like I couldn't see like the light I couldn't I didn't think that I would ever get better so I just never got help like I was just I was very self-destructive like I would go out drinking like I was young I would drink I would party I would do like very stupid things because I didn't care and I didn't want to be alive and I, like, like it's a journey to get better and I didn't want to go on that journey, I just wanted it to happen, like, quickly. And since that's unrealistic, I just, like, didn't want to make that first step. After taking that first step, though, and seeking professional help, 
Caddy was diagnosed with Borderline Personality Disorder, or BPD, a diagnosis she says she's grateful for. It helped me become more self-aware. Um, I used to have very manipulative traits, like narcissism. Like, I feel like that was a big issue for me as well. Um, but now that I'm aware of it, I, you know, pull myself up on it and prevent it from happening so that my relationships don't become affected anymore. Caddy says that being aware of her BPD helps her to manage and keep those relationships and friendships that were once suffering. All the time. I would always have a fight with a friend or something like that. Because I didn't understand why it was happening. And I thought, like, you know, it was just because I was different. I would just, like, start fights without knowing why and without really being able to control it, uh, just so, like, this person would have, like, a crap night or whatever. I just sit there and think about, like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this, like, appropriate? I think about, like, better ways I can approach the situation and then I take that way, even if it's not exactly, like, even if it's not how I feel, like, if it, you know, I want to do this, but this is obviously the better way to go about it. After going so long without speaking to people about this and then seeing a professional, I really wanted to know whether Caddy valued this experience and whether she really believed that seeing a professional helped her. Yeah, definitely. I think professional help is so beneficial, like, even if you don't have a mental illness. Like, I think... Having someone to talk to that isn't involved in anything, doesn't really know anyone in your life, is really good. Like, it really helps. I really, like, admired people who were happy and I just wanted to feel like that because I've experienced happiness. Like, I have, of course, experienced it before, but I wanted to experience it for long periods of time. And so that, like, motivated me. And I would lose a lot of relationships and friendships because I wouldn't seek professional help. And I was noticing that it was, like, you know, really unhealthy for my friends to be friends with someone like me. And I was really over, like, I was really tired of missing out on, you know, good friendships and stuff because I was too stubborn to get help. So, like, after my suicide attempt last year, I decided to do it. Even with all Caddy has gone through, she's not the type of person who complains. And I just wanted her to tell me what was her lowest point? What was the hardest part? My lowest point was last year when I was raped. I was very, 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 like, unwell physically and mentally. I lost, like... 15 kilos and yeah like that was definitely my lowest point like mum passing away was obviously really traumatic as well but I felt like before she passed away we didn't have the best relationship so when she died I wasn't sure if I was like allowed to be sad about it so I tried to not think about it um but last year definitely was my lowest point. I wanted to know how Caddy is feeling now. 
and whether she thinks that depression will be part of her life forever. Um, at the moment, I'm pretty depressed. Like, I'm trying to keep busy and get involved in the things that I used to love, like photography. Um, but I've noticed that I'm being self-destructive unintentionally. So, like, you know, I won't eat or I'll eat too much or I won't sleep. I'm ignoring it. So I feel like it's obviously not a good thing, like, but I'm keeping busy and I notice that I am feeling a lot better than I used to feel. I don't see my life without depression or anxiety and BPD, but I definitely see, like, happiness. But I think my happiness will come from acceptance and just, you know, allowing the negative emotions to come and accepting them and then moving with them. Having never experienced depression myself, I get very apprehensive about reaching out to people because I never want to say anything that makes them think that I know what they're going through because ultimately I don't. I think that being a good ally for people with mental illness can be difficult. And I asked Caddy, how should people or how can people be a good ally for people with mental illness? I think like just keeping in touch with someone is really important, like via social media, but also in person. I think like really show, like showing somebody that you care about them is important because when like I'm depressed and stuff, I feel like no one cares about me and that I'm like completely alone. But I really appreciate when people reach out and listen to me and like show me that they care because it gives me that hope that I'm not alone. Kat has been very active on her social media, both on Facebook and Instagram, as Kat Denaps, where she stands up for the importance of mental illness. As a mental health advocate, she shares raw, vulnerable and real stories which help others not feel so alone. So um, I've always used my social media as a platform to showcase how I feel. I think it's important to talk about because people are dying you know, people are committing suicide, people, like, being depressed is terrible. Like, I think, you know, we have so much power and educating people and providing them with knowledge on this topic that's so, like, stigmatised is so important. We have the ability to positively impact others that suffer with mental illnesses. Posting about it, we are being that voice for others who you know, stand quietly in the background who are afraid to speak up. By posting, we give them reassurance and hope that they aren't alone. Like, I want people to be happy and I want mental health to be a normal thing, just like physical health is. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. I think it's so important to be spoken about and to be, like, acknowledged because it's real. And it's so serious. I've had people message me and they say, oh, wow, like, I can't believe you can relate to me. Like, I thought I was alone in this. And it's, it's very, very common. Like, I think by speaking out about it and speaking out about, you know, actual topics and real topics, you know, not just like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, actually talking about things, real life things that happen can be really beneficial for others that are going through the same thing and that's why yeah I do it because I've posted some like pretty intense things on my social media 
like about my rape and my suicide attempts and stuff and like photos of me in hospital and I know you know like that's very confronting for some people but it sparks a conversation and that's what I think is important what I do like you know with my social media and stuff and being so open about mental health I feel like that's honestly what keeps me going because I want to help other people like my family is really important to me but when I fall into depression nothing really matters to me like I don't really care about who I'll hurt if I leave so I'm trying to think about the lives that I could potentially save by being here there's a quote that I love and it's your story is the key that can unlock someone else's prison and I love that because I think, you know, over time, like they'll read our stories and realise that they're not alone. I am just in awe of Caddy, how much she wants to help these people, her resilience, her compassion and her strength. I asked her what her biggest lesson through this whole experience has been. Acceptance is really important. So rather than, you know, trying to push away the negativity and like those bad thoughts I think it's important to accept them and to acknowledge them like I think just accepting that it's a part of me and just not being ashamed of it and like being proud of who I am and like everything that I've been able to accomplish whilst dealing with this by accepting it and being open about it it's like yeah this is normal this is me but it's not like who I am like it's like it's a big part of me but it doesn't define me because I think people think that if they have depression they're not going to get anywhere in life and you know if they're sad and stuff but like I think you know it doesn't make us any different like we can still do amazing things. I wouldn't change the stuff that's happened to me because it's made me who I am even though the severity of it is like intense I wouldn't change anything like even my mum passing away like, it would be amazing to have her still here, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. And, you know, she's in a better place now, but it's helped me become stronger and more aware of, like, how I feel and stuff like that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that it inspires you to be kind every single day because it's impossible to know what's going on behind somebody's smile. Connection and love are so important. I also hope that if you're going through your own journey with mental illness, that this has helped you to feel less alone. Vulnerability can be really, really powerful. I'm so proud of my friend Caddy. And if you'd like to hear more from her, you can follow her at Kat Denaps on Instagram. Thank you again and I'll speak to you in the next episode.